In this week's Parsha, uh, like I said before, uh, this is one of my favorites. Noah is one, and then Parshas Lech Lecha is the other. Why is this so special? Uh, I think every one of us in this room could actually say why uh, it's special to you. But I would like to speak on this subject, the journey of the righteous non-Jew. The journey of the righteous non-Jew. I'm hoping that people that watch this, if they're Jewish, I want them to understand what it's like to be the non-Jew who makes this arduous journey uh, and connection to Hashem, what it feels like. I want them to also uh, be, in, uh, what do you call, challenged to at some level discover their own journey and connection to Hashem. And third, I would like for that person who is not Jewish, who has a sincere love for Hashem and the Torah, that you are encouraged to know that this is a part of your journey and this is just the way it is. In Parshas Lech Lecha, chapter 12, verse 1, Hashem said to Avram, Go for yourself from your land, from your relatives, and from your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who curse you I will curse, and all the families of the earth shall, uh, shall bless them by you. What does this powerful word, go for yourself, or lech lecha, what does it mean? What does it really, really mean? There's a couple of ways of looking at it, and let's first look at sort of the pretty much the obvious one. Is Hashem says, "Go for yourself on your behalf. Go. This is for you. You go." Next is go from the place that you are to the other place. Well, there are some concepts in the interdimension of this text that says this. It says, metaphorically, this command is given to every soul that is born. Every soul descends from the heavenly source and is told, lech lecha. It leaves the heavenly source and enters into the womb, which would be your father's house. Think about how beautiful this is. It says, the soul uh, is born, descends uh, from its source in the heavenly sphere through progressively lower graduation graduations, gaining from God at each step until it reaches the physical plane. The physical plane is birth, where it comes out and is born. The next step is to begin the process of ascent once again. So it comes down and it goes the opposite way up. And the ascent is traveling back in the opposite direction to transcend the short-sighted perspectives of the body. Finally, it must then transcend even to its holy inclinations This verse can be explained as following. The land, the word for land is Eretz, is related to the word will or desire, ratzon, within the keter, the soul. At some level, God is speaking to all of us and Avraham at this time, is to leave your desire. What What is it to leave your family? Think about this. You have a lot of desire for your family. You have a lot of desire for the familiar place that you lived. He lived with his, his uh, family close by, his father, his mother, his siblings. 
there he had to leave the familiar place. One of the things that is probably the most uh, common struggle for every righteous non-Jew that leaves their uh, familiarity and to attach themselves to Hashem and Torah is this thing that they eventually, it's almost forced upon them. It's not a choice. It just happens because when you choose to walk away from your religious upbringing as uh, another religion besides Judaism, and you begin to want to embrace the values and the wisdom of Judaism, uh, everybody that you know around you completely rejects the idea that you actually are going down the wrong path. And so I'm sure Abraham had to deal with the very same issues that you and I have to deal with. For those who are Jewish that will watch this, I want you to know that all of the righteous non-Jews in the world that are coming to the knowledge and the wisdom of Torah are doing it out of a great sacrifice. They're literally leaving their families. Not by choice, but because to have a connection with their family sometimes uh, the family ends up rejecting them on, in many cases. In many cases, the family just rejects them. Others have to be secret closet Torah lovers and God lovers, God fears. They have to keep it secret. Can't be that big of a deal. They have to just make sure that it's not that way. As a matter of fact, the sages of blessed memory says that Avraham Avinu's father was actually a secret monotheist. So he practiced idolatry in the public, but was secretly only believed that there was one God. That's very unfortunate. There are a lot of people who will listen to this and realize that you have friends that are the same way as Abraham's father. And that, yes, they agree with you. They're secret monotheists. They believe in the Torah that you believe, but they continue to carry on their life in their paganism because they don't want to be rejected. Let me tell you what, Torah comes with a very strong test. We talk about Avraham's 10 test. Whenever I hear someone give me a, you know, they give me a call and they say, I'm going through such a difficult time, and this, this is hard, I'm doing this by myself, I tell them quickly, uh, fantastic, now you have joined the tribe. Now you know what it's like to join in with Avraham. You know what it's like. You know the battles, you know the difficulties, you know the loneliness, being by yourself, feeling like that you're the only one in the world doing this. This is the ultimate journey with Hashem. I am convinced, now though we do believe in community, and it's nice having community, your relationship with the creator of the universe cannot be based on what somebody else is doing. You must be responsible for your own relationship with the creator. You have to go out and find yourself. Now, we must have each other in support, okay? We have to have each other to study together and all those things. But ultimately, you are responsible for yourself. It's about what you do in the journey. I remember when I first read this text with the eyes of Torah wisdom, I realized that I was very much having to be on this own journey, my own journey myself. I, had, I knew I had to walk this journey, and I knew it was going to be a very lonely place. And thank Hashem that all of you guys here joined me in that journey. And it has been so much more easier to have family and friends come together to join me in this journey. However, there are a lot of people 
that are out there that will watch this video and they realize I am alone. I want you to understand that you're like the great patriarch Avraham. How precious it is to have the creator of the universe trust you so much that he says, go. And I'm not going to tell you where you're going, but you're going to trust me enough to do it and put one foot in front of the other until you get to where you're supposed to be. Abraham faithfully listened to the creator. He faithfully did those things. He went out of the land and went straight toward the place that God had directed him. And with all the tests that he had, he still began to, he began to experience more and more understanding of the creator himself. You see, part of our understanding comes through our journey. Our journey helps to develop our imuna, our faith. Our journey helps to, to develop betechon, trust in God. Our journey is actually the very way that we begin to connect to a God. The thing is, is that most people feel like that once I leave and make the decision to hear the voice of Hashem and do it, i.e. go, go find yourself, you would think that everything's going to be great, that your life will turn sweet and nothing bad will ever happen. But if you look at all of the great patriarchs of faith, anybody who ever achieved any greatness in the Torah, in the Tanakh, had to go through a tremendous struggle. Look at Joseph. Joseph, I mean, my goodness, most of us would have just escaped out of life. We would have probably cursed God if we'd have had the experience Joseph went through. To be betrayed by his brothers, thrown in jail. I mean, just think of the life that this guy had to endure. And yet many of us have a very difficult time enduring the, the little struggles that we have to endure. I want to read this text in a way now. That would that is is written in such a way that it takes from the sources to expand the text. In the year 2023, Hashem said to Avram, "And birthplace uh, at at the birthplace by moving to Haran, He says, "Now go even further away from your land, from your birthplace. Go away from your father, Terek's house in Haran." Since Terach was only a closet monotheist outwardly, still serving idols, take no steps to reform his idolatrous society. God told Avraham to leave the determinal environment of his home, even though Avraham himself was privy to Terach's secret. God continued, follow my directions to the land that I will show you. By keeping Avram in suspense over the ex exact destination, God endured the land to him and enabled him to receive reward for trusting him implicitly. How much do you have to trust the Creator to take your son that you had been waiting for for years? And by all intents and purposes, we understand he was a, a grown-up adult. To put him on the altar... And to go through the motions of sacrificing him. How much do you think he trusted Hashem? Had to trust him a lot. Rabbi Shalom Dov Ber once said, From the very moment that God instructed Abraham to leave his homeland and set out on his journey, 
the, conscious, uh, the consciousness lay embedded in the physical world, awaiting their redemption. Saintly individuals who possess clear vision can perceive on their own just located, just located, and go there on their own. The rest of us are led by divine providence to places or situations in which the sparks were meant to liberate, uh, to be liberated, await for us. What is he saying? I did not know that by me going, that I would light more sparks. What you have to realize is by you going and finding yourself in, 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 in relationship with the Creator, you will also light sparks. We are familiar with the song from uh, Matishahu, Lamplighters, right? You're going to be a lamplighter. That's what we are. By going out and finding ourselves, how can I share the knowledge of the Creator if I myself have not discovered who I am in the Creator? The whole point about Lech Lecha, how could Abraham bring the knowledge of God to not only his people but to the nations and the nations be blessed unless Abraham found out who this Creator, who this God really was? Literally, the command reads, go to you. This instruction to Avram is also instruction for every individual. Go to you. Return and connect to the real you. What does that mean, go to you? It kind of sounds odd and backwards. What it means as is that you are called by the creator of the universe. Every human being that breathes is called by the creator of the universe to find who you really should be. What, who, what are you? Who are you? What's your purpose in life? I couldn't imagine living my life with no purpose. I couldn't imagine what life would be like without having discovered who I really am and what I'm supposed to be in this earth for. If it's just to get up every morning and have a cup of coffee and a couple of pieces of toast and go about my day, what a banal bit of useless life that I would have. We all feel that way until we get connected to the Creator. Once we get connected, it's like you get this spiritual connection and you realize for the first time in your life, I have found myself. I've mentioned this on many occasions, but in my generation, uh, we used to hear the hippies talk about going to go find themselves. Right? I wasn't a hippie, but I remember that. Go find yourself. Hey, Mom, just going out to go find myself, man. Right? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I, I know quite a few of them today who are very popular rabbis. They connected the burning bush. They found it. And if I named, you, named them, you would be shocked. You would go, no way. Not this, Rav. Yep, they hung out on the beaches with their flip-flops and shorts and smoked weed and practiced shamanism and went in sweat houses with American Indians and traveled the world trying to find God and only to find Him right back where they left Him in their Judaism. Now see, our journey as the non-Jew is a bit different because we were brought down into this world into the, we were born into the same kind of idolatry that Abraham was. I, you know, I wanted to title this, but I knew I'd upset some people. I wanted to title this, Abraham the First Noahide. Because Abraham was not a Jew. What made him a Jew? 
is when he got, came into covenant with the Creator, he circumcised himself. He put himself in covenant with God. You see, it's people like this, Abraham, who are just like you. And just like the many thousands of people from Ghana to, to south, southern Florida to South Africa, you name it, wherever you're at, you have started to go, find yourself. And in finding yourself, you had to lose yourself. Someone told me that I lost my mind, and I said I did. And I've got a new mind, and it's the mind of Hashem. Because the old mind that I had thought the way that was not intended for me to think. I take pride in losing my mind. <laughs> yes. Only a small part of the soul enters the body. We've heard this, right? It says that the soul is like the heel in a shoe, right? The rest of the soul extends up to the divine. And the greater part of the soul, its root remains above, transcending the limitations of the physical world and experience, experiencing divinity and clearly and naturally, as we experience material, 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 materialism or materiality during our stay in the world, our challenge is to connect the earthly dimensions of our soul, whose physical perception was blinded to the divinity, with, his, which, which, with its transcendent root. The more we connect with our root, the more we, too, will be able to see divinity. Thus the Torah tells us, Go for yourself. Return to your inner core by doing, by going from your land, that is where you, your earthly desires are, and transition yourself to overcome your natural habits and inclinations by transcending the intellect and the limitations of your animate, animal soul into a divine place. Leave your birthplace, which is the natural world, and reconnect yourself to the higher level, which is the spiritual world. I'm going to throw a challenge out to my Jewish friends that are very religious. They practice their religion with such precision. But deep inside, they have not actually went to go find themselves. They're just going through the motions. They're not connected because they just sort of grew up in the whole thing. They're missing the spark. And the spark, if it could be found in the precision of religious practice, you would have found it. But it comes from a serious journey of trusting the Creator of loving his Torah and finding the spark that is within that your desire for the Creator becomes more powerful than anything in the world. It becomes the very thing you live for. People who have come to leave their religious upbringing and reject Avodazara idolatry and embrace Torah, do it at a heavy price. It's a personal sacrifice. Some lose everything. 
the dear friend that we know that just moved to Palm Beach, Florida, uh, was part of our community. He was a leader in the uh, Messianic movement, Jewish, and sitting right there at that table one day about two years ago, he was asking me why did I leave Christianity and what, what's going on. And I shared with him. And then toward the end, I just looked him straight in the eye and I went, when are you coming home? And he was like kind of shocked. I said, when are you coming home? He's like, he didn't know what to say. He said when he left, he said weeks he couldn't hardly sleep. Because he knew that he was not where he should be. This man went from making a good living, enjoying the luxuries of his teaching, to losing everything. About four months ago, I called him, finally got a hold of him, met him at a local coffee shop. He had lost so much weight because he had not eaten. He had not eaten because he had no money. He was on the verge of being homeless. And I said, you have got to take some radical measures. Like, get out of your apartment, go find family, find someone that you can live with and start your life over again. We gave him some money to help him with food. And I didn't hear from him for several weeks. Then he called me up last week and he said, um, my dad came and picked me up. Now, mind you, he's an adult man. No adult man wants to feel like he had to go back to his mom and dad. He said his dad came and picked him up, and they packed whatever little possessions he had in his car. And he says, I broke down and I wept from Houston, Texas to Palm Beach, Florida. I was a broken human being. I'd lost so much weight, and nutritionally I was in such bad shape that his teeth were starting to fall out. His hair was a terrible place. He went to the dentist, and the dentist was fixing his teeth, and he says, hey, you, you're a Jew. You teach Torah. Why don't you teach me Torah? I said, okay. So he started meeting with him. Then finally that dentist told some other doctor and so somebody else, and now he's got seven families that are wanting to study Torah. He says up till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, they're sitting up talking. And he showed up here this Friday to sign a contract to become a native in Palm Beach. And he looks so good. He's gained his weight back. He's got a big smile on his face. He's got a, a skip in his step. And he says, you know what? I don't want to be in Palm Beach. I want to be in Houston. But maybe this is what Hashem had to do to get me to go to Palm Beach. Lach lecha. Lach lecha. A friend, if you think that getting close to Hashem is going to be like a trip to Disneyland, you are, you are totally wrong. You see, a person who draws close to the Creator has to leave their material world and enter into a new dimension. That doesn't mean that you're so heavenly-minded you know earthly good. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about a person who all of a sudden they become so saintly they don't have anything to do with anybody else. No, what I'm talking about is entering into a whole new way of operating, a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of communicating, not only with the Creator, 
but to the people that are around you. If you will do this, you will be ensured that God will bless you. Now he says, I'm going to read this real quick. From your land to the land. Why are you going to leave one land and go to another? Watch this. The land which is constantly trampled underfoot symbolizes lowliness. There is a healthy, holy type of lowliness which encourages us. God's will, and there is an, and there is an unhealthy, negative type of mission. Healthy lowliness is humility, we feel, when we realize that we are standing in the presence of God at all time. What does God want you to do? Leave the place that you stand that maybe you're broken and alone. You can be alone in the presence of company. You know that. What he wants you to do is experience the Holy Land. Does that mean that we all move to Israel? That would be nice. But we can't. What does it mean? It means that I know that I've arrived. Now listen to this very carefully. I realize that I have arrived in the place that God wants me to be when I feel humbled by being in His presence. I feel humbled by the study of Torah. I watch a lecture or listen, binge, what you said, binge watch a series of lectures. And after that, you realize how much you have to learn, how far you have to go. You see, that's the true humility. That's the true place that you know that you should be at, be where you should be. And when you arrive in, at that place, you're going to know. Abraham kept asking Hashem, how will I know? You remember this? When he says, I'm going to bless you, bless your land. God's response to him, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. You'll get it. The statement, go that I will show you. Go that I will show you. Just as in order to spread the message of God to all of humanity, it became necessary to isolate a unique nation for all others and dedicate it as God's messengers. It also became necessary to isolate a unique homeland for the nation from all other countries and designate it as a stage from which God's nation would deliver his message to the world. Inasmuch as the purpose of creation was to reveal divinity in a realm innately not conductive to such a revelation, the land of Israel had to parallel its dynamic, this dynamic. Therefore, even though God designated it as the Jew to pagan nations, intending that the Jewish people later conquer it for, uh, from them. Uh, so what is, what is the ultimate goal here? What was Abraham's ultimate goal? Why did God want him to go to the land of Israel? Why did he make a covenant with Abraham to say, this is a covenant between you and I, and is a covenant that cannot be broken? Why? Because the nations needed to hear what we're hearing in the 21st century. Now, I can, I can say without a doubt that it's taken a long time for the nations to get to hear pure, unadulterated wisdom of Torah. I think it took a good ear cleaning before they could do it. Because in the last 2,000 years, mankind has not been ready to hear, the, uh, to hear Jewish wisdom. And now they are. But the reason why Abraham was sent... For one reason, that is to have a nation of priests to be prepared and ready to share 
the wisdom of Torah to the nations. And we're living in this time now. We're seeing it happen right now. We're constantly having rabbis contact us. Our viewership went up again this week. 181,000 minutes watched in the last 28 days. It just keeps climbing. Why? Because Avraham lech lecha. Why? Because you lech lecha. You went and found yourself. All of those who are watching on live stream, on Facebook, you went out to go find yourself. Now that you found yourself, know that you have a responsibility. And that responsibility is to share Torah with all that will listen and hear. That concludes this year. May Hashem's blessings be upon you.